This is Inquisition of Darkness, the paranormal podcast that discusses all things mysterious and supernatural, from cryptid and UFO sightings from around the world, to deep dark conspiracy theories, black magic, and witchcraft. Prepare yourself to experience the unknown. I'm your host, Jordan Tyler Quinn Farkish. Now it's time to pull down the shades, double check the locks on the front door, and turn on all the lights. Get ready for tonight's program. tonight's program. Topic tonight is an interesting one. The great serpents and protectors of this world, as some would call them, including our guest for the evening, author and metaphysical worker Kitta A. Wolven, aka Ali Brody, uh, Ali is the author of 17 books that deal with uh, spirit-based things and uh, metaphysical. And we will be discussing the great serpents with Ali uh, for the main part of the show tonight. But first, we're going to take a music break and then we'll be back with a little bit of history on the great serpents. This is Inquisition of Darkness Radio.
YOD Radio. Welcome back to the program. So, as promised, before we get to tonight's interview with Kitta A. Wolven, uh, we're going to discuss a little bit about the Great Serpents so everyone can be on the same page um, and we can skip through some of the basics and have an interesting half an hour interview with our guest. So, the Great Serpents are found many places in history, uh, including uh, in holy books, legends, and folklore from around the world. The serpent itself is actually one of the oldest and most powerful uh, pieces of symbology in, in human history. Uh, and it represents things such as fertility, life force, rebirth, transformation, immortality and infinity, medicine, healing, and so much more. And on the flip side, the serpent symbology also represents things like Satan in the Garden of Eden, death, poison, and some even see it as a symbol that represents evil. The ancients symbolized the snake and the great serpent in general as an umbilical cord between this world and its inhabitants, more specifically between the earth and humans. So some of the earliest mentions of the great serpent uh, come from holy books. For example, the Leviathan is a sea creature from the Hebrew Bible that is mentioned in the book of Job, the book of Psalms, the book of Isaiah, and the book of Amos. It is also mentioned in the Dead Sea Scrolls in the book of Enoch. And for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, the legendary creature Leviathan, it is supposedly a giant sea serpent. Uh, there are also mentions of uh, creatures known as Nagas, or beings rather known as Nagas, that are either seen as divine or semi-divine, half-human, half-serpent. Uh, and again, these creatures are mentioned in scriptures uh, from the faiths of Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism. So the, the Naga are basically supposed to be, again, half-human, half-serpent. Uh, they reside in the underworld, sometimes taking the form of humans. And they are seen as the guardians of treasure and occasionally upholders of karma and justice, possibly related. Um, especially on the note of being guardians of treasure. 
there is a piece of folklore from Russia that was from Siberia more specifically that was uh, published in the early 1900s called the Great Snake and it is a myth that originated from the Ural Mountains um, and it is basically talking about a being that uh, somewhat fits the description of Anaga. Uh, there was an old man who had mined for his whole life. Uh, he was very poor, his family was very poor, and he was getting close to his deathbed and didn't want to leave his family in poverty. So he was trying to mine um, harder than ever before and wasn't having very much luck. And one day he showed up at the mine bring his two young sons with him and um, at some point in the middle of the day he took a break and went down to the river to catch some fish because again they were very poor and couldn't afford food and uh, he left the two boys uh, by the mine when he went to you know catch fish for lunch and a local who was very well liked uh, appeared and began talking with the boys. For some reason, he took sympathy on the two boys and uh, told them that he would be back uh, rather shortly. And he disappeared and came back with a, a strange looking man who had uh, shiny green eyes and his clothing were made of gold and uh, gold thread. And he spoke with the man who brought him there and they decided uh, to help the boys. Uh, the man told them that he could sense that their father was uh, near his deathbed and that they simply needed to look for the great snake trail and to dig along the sides of the trail and they would find all the gold they would ever need. Uh, he promptly then turned into a giant snake and wiggled away leaving a giant trail in the ground and the boys were said to have uh, rushed off to get their tools and started digging along the trail and found uh, gold nuggets uh, no sooner than they'd started so that's just a few of the mentions of the great serpents in uh, mythology, the rainbow serpent deities, basilisks, dragons, and plenty of other mentions also exist. For example, I will never pronounce this right, but the Jormungdur, which was a huge monster also known as the Midgard serpent, was said to have been thrown into the great ocean, uh, what we might call space, the, the great ocean surrounding the earth and it is said that when it releases its tail uh, this is when Ragnarok will occur more or less uh, the Norse version of Armageddon uh, because when the, when the serpent was thrown into the great ocean it grew bigger and bigger until it was able to wrap itself around the world and fit its tail in its mouth so legend has it when it releases its tail uh, Ragnarok will begin and we will be discussing that with our guest for the evening.
that's about that. We're going to take another quick music break and we will be back to interview Kitta A. Wolven on the Great Serpents and Protectors of I am Kata, the aka Ali, the host of the Howling Void. Awesome, awesome. So, for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, the Howling Void is Ali's um, podcast, and she's also recently started a YouTube channel as well. And uh, she is the author of how many? How many books have you written now? Seventeen. 17. Seventeen. <laughs> 17, yeah, so quite a prolific author. Most of these books are, um, how would you describe them, spirit-based, metaphysical? They're, they're more spirit-based all around, even the earlier ones. Like, they're yeah. all around general to spirit-based, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, and uh, I believe you have written three books that uh, mention today's topic, which is the great serpents and protectors of the earth. Is yes. that right? You've written, uh, or they've been mentioned in at least three of your books? Yes, they have. Um, the books are Spirits Connecting the Heart, Celestial Dragons, and Earth Dragons. Great, great. And we'll uh, touch on that a little bit further in the show, and you guys can um, scroll down to the description. Uh, If you'd like, the link should be there, and they'll also be mentioned again at the end of the program if you didn't catch those titles. Uh, So the first question that I had for you today was if you can um, tell the audience a little bit about 
when you first learned about uh, the great serpents and your connection to them as well? The great serpents, I have learned since I was young. I researched them. They are the they are what people consider dragons, but that the they are also the guardians of the earth and I um uh that's part of one of those. Um the how I connected with them might be when I was young, but it I could notice things like how snakes like just sensed me and were like sensing curious why they sense a serpent in a human's body. And then there were the times where the gardener snakes I just pick up snakes or stand on top of snakes and they just not respond to me. So they wouldn't try to or run away or anything they like that. They wouldn't bite me. They would, uh, some of them would stay a while and then go off, but they wouldn't, they would not bite me. So um, like I had a little baby water moxin that, oh. that was in our garage, and I thought it was a leaf until, like, I stared mm -hmm. at it. It was baby, and it did, it just wanted to come towards me, and then my dad got it upset. Like, I backed yeah. away just in case it was going to bite me, but, like, that yeah, well, was my identification our, fear. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, okay, so that that explains that. So, basically, for the majority of your life, then, you, you pretty much been aware and had uh, some sort of connection there. That's yes. what you're saying, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that leads me to the next question then. Um, why you? Why do you think um, that, uh, that that these um, beings or entities um, chose you? And uh, would, you, would you consider yourself um, a messenger or do you uh, consider yourself, uh, let's say, uh, more in bed with them as in family, uh, relate some sort of relation. They, um, they are, let's see, why me is because I, I guess it's because I am, uh, to them, I am important. To them, I am. I still am open. Others can get messages from them, talk to them, but to them, I'm important. I'm important enough to God. Um, there is. I don't consider myself a messenger. That means, but I do give messages. But I don't consider mm -hmm. myself a messenger. They are friends and family. Um, and right. to me, to them, I am she of the void. I am the one of the first, I should say. Right. And 
people are probably uh, listening to the show and probably scratching their head just a little bit on a couple of, of the things that you, you just said. And that, that's a uh, good reason for them to look into your books, you know, if they're, if they're interested, because you really uh, talk about a lot of that in, in your books. And that, I mean, you've written 17 books. That's saying quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So basically these, um, these great serpents, they're, um, they're connected to you and you, you, you to them. And there's no fear on, uh, either side and yes. no judging. And it sounds like, so yes, very there's... interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and they're also the guardians of the earth too. So, yeah. And is that, is that in connection, like, um, oh, I'll never be able to pronounce it, but the uh, the giant snake that Odin, you know, hurled out into the great ocean that wrapped itself uh, around around the world in, in uh, Norse mythology? Um, uh, or is that something? That's one of them. One of them. Um, they yeah. are multiple beings. There's different right. ones in each continent. There's the rattlesnake that will come out when it is the end for to it is the end to start a new beginning. There's Ragnarok. There's Leviathan. There's Quasicultural. Okay, so I, I exactly exactly, and that's one that I just uh, uh, put a lot of study into. Uh, when I was studying Mesoamerica, uh, Quetzalcoatl, and uh, what have you not. But, um, yeah, I was going to ask you, I think, on a further question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll jump down there really quick because you um, hit so close to the topic. Do you think that uh, that they will warn you or give you some kind of indication um, before... Um, what some people would call the Ragnarok event or Armageddon, as the legends um, suggest? They have, the, Armageddon means finality. Ragnarok is just uh, the end to rebirth anew. And yes, they have, actually. There's a couple of messages that they've given that says that. Uh, once balance okay. is restored, yeah. Uh huh. So that that was actually the question I had planned to ask you b- before this one. Then um, maybe I just had them backwards. Uh, so I was going to say, can you share with us um, any messages that you that you received or any knowledge that you gained through your connection there? And I, I guess that's what you what you just shared with us. So yes. Uh, how how uh, does that work, or can can I get a little bit of clarity on that? Um, what do you mean when uh, balance has been restored? When balance has been restored... Um, In humanity? No, no, everything. Like... Everything? Yes, everything. Are you talking about, like, cosmic balance? I'm talking about everything, everything, cosmic... Uh, yeah. world, natural balance, like, it's, right. balance is not order, it's more like, 
I can akin it to many scales. When balance of the elements happens, when malice, which came later, gets in balance with everything else, that will be be the um that will be when it restarts when everything is rebalanced and nowadays i think that most people would 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 uh, look at that as uh what comes after uh, armageddon or uh, doomsday which i i know technically that's that's not right but um that's um the direction what you're saying makes our thoughts go yeah unfortunately it's i see a lot of things but in the end it will be a rebirth instead of uh -huh. there will be what people will think is Armageddon, but it's beyond that point. And then there right. is the the destroying the veil must happen too, and because that's an unnatural thing, and there's other things that will help. But it was. It's more beyond that. It's like I can't. It it's like years or centuries, like the first one will happen in a of a few years. The next one will happen. I don't know how many years, and then the final battle will happen where everything becomes balanced years after that one. I just have a feeling. I don't. I can't concrete put it because mm, every time I feel my death it's been extended so yeah interesting, interesting. yeah like my uh, so death is always you, coming soon so yeah do you feel like that um, balance is possibly going to be within um, this century that we're living in? No. No. I kind of had a feeling. It's so it's probably far, far down the road. But but uh, yeah. let's say the the events that set this into motion. Uh, do you think that we'll see the first of those events in in our lifetime? Yes. Um. The first of the events is going to be the destroying of the veil and then with and then years after that um I've always felt that my death starts the end which means that the period where people think everything's coming to the end the fires of blood the rivers of fire and blood that's just right. that's just the purging part. Exactly. exactly. The other yeah, the other perfect. stuff will happen. The final battle and everything else will happen years down that road. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes perfect sense. 
uh, as much as we would all like to see, you know, peace peace on earth and uh, the end to things like war and poverty. But I guess these things just have to run their course, huh? Yeah, because there's always going to be uh, a power struggle, but it always has to end up balanced. You know, we can't... Right. I'd rather see myself not come back after I rebalance everything. Uh, to rebalance everything again. Right. Well, that that makes sense too. And and again, for any any of the, I was about to say readers because I blog so much. Uh, any of the listeners, um, are, if any of them are scratching their heads on some of this, they they really should head over to your um, website, which they can find in the description, or. Um, even just typing you into Google or Amazon and be able to get their hands on some of your writing there. Um, so uh, one more question I had about what we were just discussing. Um, yeah. Do you feel like we are on um, an upswing? Because to, for, for, for things to need to be balanced, that means that right now you would think that they're unbalanced to, to one side. And, and if you look around and you see the poverty and the war and the things like that, it kind of makes you think that the, the heavier side of the scale right now is, is kind of the um, bad side or what people might call evil. But um, do, do you think that, uh, that now um, think that that part of the scale is lifting and that the, the good is um, well, Balancing its to way me, back into things, or well, to me, the scales are on multiple scales on one, yeah, multiple yeah. like little pads connected to one scale. And for right. me, there's everything has positive and negative, so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even in let's say malice, even though that people can't understand when it happens I when I talk about it when I say mouse I can understand but I don't understand the actions because it's just unable to understand when you are thinking about positive and negative it's just indifferent right, exactly. with malice and then yeah. everything right now it's going to it's negative, but it's, there's so much mix. It's going to, there, and even positive and negative has to have a balance. Yeah. But I don't think well, exactly. we're not, we're going to, I don't think this is a tip. I think this is just the beginning of, of the iceberg. Let's just say that. Uh, no, that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. So uh, that was that was one more question that I was going to say then um, for for the listeners. I mean, because you know, uh, uh, most people are. I won't say most people. A lot of people are stuck in this kind of uh, black and white world where everything is either good or it's evil. It's either hot or it's cold, and um, 
that that's not how things really really are and uh you know it is what it is things are more in a full spectrum but i was going to ask you then because you have been in connection mm-hmm. with the great serpents for so for so long um as well as just the cosmos in general um in, in terms of good and evil where where would you place the great serpents or or is there any place for them in that kind of balance they are they are those like they they are givers of wisdom and they are we helpers of rebalancing so when you see ancient china there was givers of wisdom in the more ma- uh, more western modern there were destroyers but they are both yeah. givers of wisdom and destroyers they just have more sure. they the more ancient ones the more ancient great serpents um they came they followed me from another place and because i was following for the the listeners here can you can you specify when you say from another place you you mean from another place in in the cosmos right yeah yes i'm sorry i didn't mean to i just wanted to to make sure there so they followed you here they followed me here because i was following someone here Oh, I was drawn to mm-hmm. come here, um, yeah, uh, to find someone, and mm-hmm. uh, and to join them. So they followed me because they were my guardians. So therefore, now they're the guardians of the earth and I. And even even beyond that. <laughs> I'm, Tiamat is the mother of dragons, but I'm the mother of Tiamat, Tiamat. So that's a lot to take in. And I'm sure the audience is like uh, really enjoying this episode here. This is, this is a lot um, because she of the void is my original title, Mm -hmm. but it um there's a lot of titles i just uh when i say titles i don't mean i um when i say titles i mean that there is um that the non-physicals have given have told me these titles uh, to me in succession right. of like the last one I've I've gained I've gained again that they told me again was she of the void uh-huh. so they give me titles in succession of where I'm at and um and I've always known I'm an ancient soul and that's beyond right. old that is beyond an old soul 
Would you would you say infinite? Yeah. Would, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know how many times I've reincarnated. And I just I want to sleep. Doubt. Yeah. But yeah. first you gotta get the job done, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Duty and well, family, that's you, you what keeps me here. Being a soul that's been around uh, so many times and um, probably taken on so many um, life forms and so many uh, missions, so to speak, and fulfilled so many purposes that uh, one of that uh, stature would probably um, at this point choose uh, when and where to reincarnate and why. So if that's the case, then there must be um, some pretty big reason and purpose for you being here and now. Is that right? Yeah, there's there's a lot of big purposes of why here and now. Healing, rebalancing, yeah. giving messages, mm -hmm. um, yeah. protecting on the side, but those that are mine, but yeah. And and again, uh, we keep going back to these these books, um, but you do uh, get a lot more um, personal in the books. And if anyone is interested in that, which I'm sure that they are, they can look you up on Amazon. Is are you? Um, selling exclusively through Amazon right now or I'm selling uh, exclusively through Amazon though uh, in fairs and festivals when those will get back running I will try to get to a fan festival and I bring my books with me so I sell them nice. yeah so somebody can get a physical copy from yeah from you yourself uh, if they're at one of these events Otherwise, yeah. um, they can get a digital copy or a print copy from Amazon, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And again, these are in the description uh, of the video. So, you know, go ahead and scroll on down there and uh, click on over to Amazon. And um, if you enjoyed this interview here, you'll have plenty of reading to do. I'm not sure if... Um, your books are on uh, Kindle Unlimited at this time or not? No, they're not. They're on Kindle. They're not yes. exactly on Kindle Unlimited. But I do have them on the Kindle Share um, share project there. So. Okay. okay. Well, that's good enough. As long as, long as the um, audience can get to your literature, that's great. Um, what mm -hmm. about your website and um, also um after you out what what services um do do you offer actually there is a lot of services on my website um hold on let me get them up because i posted all the services that i can do uh -huh. and that i that i can do on the now um, and my website, uh, uh, excuse the promo, is com. That's com. 
um, that were, and you can get my books through, like, if you search Colonel Wolf Raven also, um, I've been, I'm trying to transfer them over. So my current services are intuitive artwork, oracle card readings, crystal readings, animal reiki, which is healing energy, energy healing for animals, reiki, which is energy healing, uh, channeling mediumship, which I can do, connecting to energy, which means I can connect to an energy. It doesn't mean that uh, I, it's a 50-50 chance to t connect to a physical energy, a uh, f living physical's energy, if their energy uh -huh. will talk to me. So, um, yeah, I could I could refund like twenty dollars from that. Um, dark spells, uh, for vengeance, translating demon speak, demon calling slash summoning. Uh, uh, yeah. This is a whole a whole other topic that we we could have on a future <laughs> show here. Actually, we we've got a lot that we can talk about on on uh, future oh, broadcasts. If yes. you're kind enough to be back on on the show. I uh I okay. yes there is yes a lot. Mm -hmm. And so let me just spell that out one time in case anybody missed that. But that correct me if I'm wrong. But the the website is. C E R N U, yes. W O L F, yes. R A V E N dot com. Yes. Okay, great. Kernewolfraven dot com, and you guys heard the uh, vast amount of services that uh, she is offering, and I I can tell you that we've we've been personal um, acquaintances. Uh, long, long before this episode here, for I, I don't know, maybe a, a decade, close, close to it, if not. Two thousand eight. Uh, it's, it's getting on quite some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been quite some time. So, um, but uh, yeah, she has done uh, readings for me in the past and energy work, and uh, we've actually worked worked together on. A few metaphysical things and, and stuff like that. So uh, she is definitely the real deal, or I wouldn't be interviewing in the first place. So if if you are uh, interested in some kind of metaphysical services like the healing or connecting to energy or um, you know revelations about your life, uh, messages, things of those sorts, you know, head on over to that website and uh, you know get it get in touch. So. Um, you you answer pretty quickly when when you receive messages uh, through your site and everything, don't you? Yes, I do. I was uh no, unless I'm sleeping, I will uh see it and I'll respond as ASAP as soon as possible. Yeah. And exactly. working. Exactly, and, and and I'm just mentioning that because there's so many web websites that. Um, you know, claim similar services, but, you know, you, you try to get in touch with them and it could be days or even weeks before you hear back from them. And uh, often, you know, if, if you want uh, a reading, you probably want that reading now, not, you know, two weeks from now. So it makes a difference that you are always there to respond as quickly as possible. And 
you know, even when you're at work, I, I know that, you you know, you would probably respond rather quickly if you, if you, you know, notice somebody inquiring about something. Yes. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that about does it with all of the questions that I had for you on this specific uh, topic. Um, I mean, like I said, I'd love to have you back on. Um, but is, is there anything else that you would like to share um, specifically about the great serpents and also just in general that you'd like to share with the audience and um can you also mention the three particular books again one more time that uh, have reference to the great serpents that you've published yes um the uh great serpents like they're around there they may not be physical anymore but they are still around. I've awakened maybe more than half of them by now. Um, they are, they connect with people. They go to where they feel connected to. And, um, let's see, what else? Um, they are ready to become physical again to help rebalance and the three books that you can find the three main books that you can find the um the mentions of them that i remember that there's more mentions in these books are sir are the spirits connect in the heart the Celestial Dragons and the Earth Dragons, Volume Seven of the Spirit of the Shadow Energy uh, book series, and that's just the Earth Dragons. That's that's yeah. The the other two are of the uh, of the Messages book series. Or poems, Great. if you search for them as poems. So, yeah. And that, that that's another thing uh, to, uh, that we should mention is that that's one of the, what would you call that? One of one of your mediums um, for sharing messages or receiving messages even um, yes. in poetry? Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, I'm changing my poems to messages slowly mm -hmm. um, because... They just are. They're just messages. And if you look at poems, oh, you see a great poem. But the, they have deeper meanings. So if anyone has right. questions on any of them, I'm glad to, like, shed some light, too. Great, great. Okay, well, that about wraps it up. Did you want to share um, with anyone in addition to your website and books, um, do you have social media or how, how yeah. would you like people to reach out to you? It, let's say they don't want a service, but they do want to reach out to talk to you. How could they get a hold of you? Well, I am on Facebook. Um, you can search mm -hmm. for me uh, on Facebook and through my business page, Kata A. Wolven. There's also mm, my personal page, but I'd rather do the business page for business. And then there's right, right. Um, my, if you want to talk about my podcast, there's 
the howling void podcast at gmail.com and then anything from my business page it's brody ae at gmail.com and i have twitter which is white wave in five i also have an instagram which is ae brody five and that's about it Okay, so A.E. Brody or Brody, Brody A.E. Brody, uh, Brody A.E. at gmail.com A.E. Brody 5 right. for the Instagram. Okay. Alright, and of course you can scroll down to the description and I'm sure that we will have those links in there for you guys as well. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show, and I hope that you'll come back sometime soon and talk about uh, some other interesting topics. Thank you for having me on the show, and I believe I will. Thanks.